This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. There we go. Oh, she does it again. Welcome back to another edition of the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, brought to you by Max Luer and Herod Outdoors. I'm your co-host, Richie Herod, and today I'm by myself. Bobby and Britton are off doing other things. It is that time of year, late summer, very busy, getting ready for fall activities, especially some hunting going around. And so uh, we're all going in different directions. Today we have something a little bit different for you. We have a short topic, backcountry fishing. This comes from a conversation my son Tyler and I had a couple years ago where we kind of recount a backcountry fishing trip we took in making a episode of the Northwest Outdoorsman. If you want to check that out, it's called Bank Fishing the Northwest. And part of that trip and part of that episode was about backcountry fishing. And so Tyler and I sat down and we kind of talked about it, told a few stories, gave a few tips. And so that's what we're talking about today. This is episode 49 of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast. And at this point, we're going to take a short break so that we can get through hunting season and all the other things that we're doing as we move into fall. And when we come back, we'll have something fairly special for you with episode 50. Well, if it's not special, we'll have something funny anyway. (laughs) So anyhow, here we are with a short backcountry fishing. Today we're going to be talking about some backcountry fishing and my son Tyler Herod here with me and I'm Richie Herod, producer of the Northwest Outdoorsman and Herod's Cookhouse Field the Table. Well one of the things we like to do is go into the backcountry from time to time and we've done a lot of backcountry hunting but one of the things that's a lot of fun to do is do some backcountry fishing. Yeah, go up hike somewhere, find a small lake or yeah, pond. Yeah, absolutely and we're really fortunate here in the Pacific Northwest because we have so many mountain ranges uh, where we can do that, don't we? Oh yeah, we have more than more than yeah. one can count. There's so many lakes it's kind of hard to believe and yeah. we're on the east slope of the Cascades but if you go into the Blue Mountains of Eastern Oregon, or you go into the Southern Cascades, or the Coast Range, or the Olympic Mountains, there's all kinds of places to go uh, fishing in those high lakes, and it's really a lot of fun. And uh, a lot of them are stocked with rainbows or cutthroat trout, and they're, they're really fun to catch. Oh yeah. One of the episodes that we made a while back was a bank fishing episode, and we spent some time up at uh, Merritt Lake, and we tried to go to Lost Lake, which we'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this episode that we made, Bobby Loomis joined us, and uh, our daughter, my daughter Michelle, Tyler's sister Michelle, and so the four of us went into Merritt Lake. Now Merritt Lake is along Highway 2 as you go from Wenatchee, Leavenworth, and head over uh, the pass, Stevens Pass, if you're up past the turnoff to Lake Wenatchee going west, and Merritt Lake's up on the right, and there's lots of lakes. It just so happens we picked that one. Um, Back in the day when I worked for the Forest Service, a friend of mine, it was probably back in the 90s, a friend of mine was a fishery biologist, and they would do these high lake surveys so that they would know you know yeah what's up there what's up there what fish are up there and so we went up and back when i was working in those days and we you'd have a timed 
uh, amount of time you fish. So you fish for an hour, you would catch as many fish as you could catch and release. Yeah. And then you would measure them, the species, and you'd fill us all out on a form. And then and between the Forest Service, probably in the Department of Fish and Wildlife, I'm sure he was sharing the information with the state, but that would be a way to say, you know, how those lakes are doing in terms of their stocking, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. And so this was in the 90s when I was up there. Yeah. And so I told these guys, I said, well, I've been there before. There's some good fishing. I said, especially Lost Lake, which is further past Merritt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, we, we got to go there because they're big cutthroats. You know, they're like 13 inches, 14 inches, maybe bigger. And oh, yeah, we're all excited about doing that. Got so, real excited. <laughs> so we go up there and I, I don't know, you think it was like June? It was June probably. Yeah, I think it was early. Yeah, it had to be June. It was early yeah, summer, I, late spring. Yeah, exactly. And, and in the Cascade, the snow depends on the year. Sometimes the snow doesn't come off until into the month of June. And in fact, we, we got into snow, didn't we? Yeah, we, we had a very peak when we were going over the, the little ridge line. It's just crazy snow. We were yep. slipping and sliding all the way down. Yeah. Trying to find Lost Lake. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we decided to go and I think it was sometime in June. And so we went up there and parked at the trailhead and, and packed our stuff up and uh, headed up the, up the mountain to Merritt Lake. And then from there, we were gonna go to Lost Lake. And so we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about what happened with that. But uh, maybe first, it might be worthwhile to tell folks you know, how we prepared for that trip. Oh yeah. Well, I think a, a good day pack is uh, something that you wanna think about using. A, a good day pack, something you can take at least a gallon of water. You wanna have something that you can purify water with. Yeah. In case you find yourself up there longer than you want, or if you drink more than a gallon of water. You know, pur purifying pills, kind of a last resort. It's better to pump, pump water with a filter you can just do so much better with that. It's not so hard on your system. There's all kinds of brands out there. and I don't have any particular one that I would tell you, but sometimes I really like, if you're gonna be in the backcountry for a long time, I like a gravity fed filter. They work really well. You can fill up a large container, just hang it up, and then whenever you want water, you just put it into whatever smaller container you're doing. That way you don't have to pump all the time. Yeah, so makes, makes it easy. It's really easy that way. So anyway, so water and then some food. And again, you want to take enough food in case you have to stay longer than you planned. Always be prepared for the backcountry. Always, yeah. Always. One fun thing that we do is we take some of our seasoning, you know, prepare to eat some fish. So yeah, I mean, you're going, what, up there, you're going up there to fish, so you're hoping to catch yeah. some fish and maybe get some lunch or something. Yeah, you did the cooking on this trip. What did you, what did you take along? Um, well, I mean, we had the jet boil. Yeah. Oh yeah, those things, yeah, those things work well. I mean, and then we just had a little frying pan right on top of it, and then we just threw our fish in there, threw a little bit of our seasoning that we have here. Yeah, we, our, we just took some of our lemon and dill fish seasoning just a great flavor and, oh, yeah. uh, and a little bit, I think I threw in a little bit of butter. Yeah, just just so the fish yeah. skins weren't sticking too yeah, much, probably. Yeah, exactly. And Tyler, when you watch that episode, you'll see we when we did finally make it over close to Lost Lake, why we sat down on this kind of overlook and, yeah. and Tyler did the cooking. It was really good. So. Yeah, yeah, the cliff. The cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another way to purify water, obviously, is you can, you know, boil your water rather than pump it. So, you know, water, food, and then another important thing is to have some way to make fire. Now, if you're going into the backcountry in fire season when fire danger is high, 
you need to make sure you understand whether you can make fire or not, but also know that if it's an emergency, you know, if you get wet and it's a life or death situation, you want to be able to make fire. And all I would tell you is just be careful when you're uh, making fire, no matter what part of the season is, and make sure you put your fire out before you leave. Now, one thing we used uh, were just our regular fishing rods. Um, we had, you know, two-piece spinning rods, mm -hmm. and we just broke them down and stuck them in our packs, yeah. and it seemed to work pretty well. Yeah, it was pretty simple. I mean, they're lightweight, so I mean, it's like... Yeah, it's there's not a lot of weight, and, and another thing you could do is get a, you know, inexpensive telescoping rod. It's very compact because they telescope to a small size, and then, of course, your fishing gear. Now, one thing we do is we use these little Plano tackle boxes, you can, or any brand for that matter. And some of the things that we put in here are just some uh, split shot, uh, various kinds of uh, spinners, which I'll talk about in flies. And it's good to have a little bit of extra fishing line, mm -hmm. maybe some swivels, just a variety of things. So you don't, you're not packing a tackle box, but enough stuff that when you go up there, you don't go, oh dang, I, I can't make a, I can't fix a broke line or I can't, you know. It's always be, good to be prepared. Could be anything, yeah. You wanna, you know, it might be something's working better than another. And now one thing about Merritt Lake is the fish are pretty small. It's kind of overpopulated. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, I mean, seems like you got a lot of bites, but yeah, they just were a just- a lot of small fish. Yeah, they were just a lot of, like, we had to down, downgrade our hooks like three or four times just to try to catch them. Yeah, I think there's no, there's no limit yeah and no no size limit and no number limit on merit because i think what you know they want to do is try to get those numbers down so the fish will actually grow a little bit yeah. so it's, it's overpopulated so when you find a lake like that and the fish are really small you've, you've got to downsize your gear and, and again that's why it's a good idea to take a, a variety of things so what we were using um a variety of max products that we like a smile blade fly these work really well they have a, a little smile blade on the top here one of the 0.8 size smile blades a couple of beads and then a variety of colors you know i've got a couple colors here we've got a variety of sizes here we've got green and white and pink and again just like uh, we've talked before you sort of want to you know match the hatch whatever it is that they're feeding on mm -hmm. and kind of pay attention right yeah as you're going up there to see what's on the water and uh and then the way you rig these up is just time direct to your line you can use these floats these uh, bobber floats that you just put a little bit of water in them so there's your weight for casting and uh, we use a pretty long leader you know like 48 inches yeah really That's long at least on merit even these flies were a little too big for yeah i mean the fish yeah they, the fish weren't even as wide as my hand so i mean we had to we had to adjust several times right. another thing works pretty well are the promise keepers i got a couple different sizes and colors here so i've got promise keepers again these were a little too large they're weighted which is kind of nice they have part of the attraction attractants is the the weights mm -hmm. that are in the in it and plus they have a smile blade so they cast really well. And if you got bigger fish, I mean, there's nothing like throwing a spinner type yeah. bait at high lake fish. Oh yeah, no, they hit it hard. They hit so. it hard. But again, uh, we were getting tapped, but they couldn't hook up because the fish were so small. So what'd you end up using? Sonic bait fish. Yeah, I ended up using a small, <laughs> the smallest sonic bait fish we had. Yep. Ended up catching quite a few off of that. So that was fun. This, the sonic bait fish, 
is like a blade bait. And you can see on here that you've got a couple different spots, uh, points of attachment. You can put the hook in the back. You can put two hooks on and put your point of attachment here in the center. Right. How are you fishing it? I had it up. Uh, Did you have it off the nose? Yeah, I had the line off the nose and I just had the one hook and the one, one double hook, hook there. Yeah. And I think you had the eighth ounce, which is the smallest one. Yeah. And if I remember right, the colors you're using were orange and white. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Or yeah. yellow and white, one of that combination. Yeah, right. And so where, where did you have, you had most of your luck, it seems like, kind of over by that rock slide. Yeah, so yeah, I, that was, everyone else was on the, there, there was a little stream running into the Merritt Lake, and that's where everyone else was fishing. So I kind of scaled some rocks, got onto the rock slide, and then kind of just casted up the bank line, and I got, mm. a, got a few fish right there. Yeah, so the fish were kind of in the in the shallows there, probably in the weed line. Yeah. I'm assuming smaller fish, if there were bigger fish, were probably trying to hide from the larger ones yeah. or they were getting where there was warmer water. I mean, there's a variety of reasons yeah, probably. Probably. But anyway, that's where they were and, and yeah, well, they're about this big. Uh, yeah, or, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest ones we got were probably six inches at the most. Yeah, at, the, we, at the most. Yeah, we kept... Yeah, we kept a few of the six inchers. We didn't keep the real small ones, no. like not much to eat there. So no, yeah. we kept the six inchers and, you know, we wanted we wanted to, you know, eat in the woods because that, that's part of the fun. Yeah, 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 it makes the whole experience. It's a pretty fun experience when you when you do that. You catch your own lunch, you know, have, and then you have your shore lunch. Oh, so. yeah, and it's fresh, too. You can't, yeah. you can't beat fresh fish. You, you really can't, yeah. And so, uh, I don't know, we probably fished there for a couple hours. Yeah, I mean, not, not super long, just a couple, yeah. an hour or two, maybe three at the most. So then the adventure started. Yeah, gosh, trying to find <laughs> Lost Lake. So you know how it is. I don't know if, about you guys, but if you've ever, it's been, you know, a lot of years before you, you know, go back to a spot, and it had to have been 15 years since I was there. Yeah. At least. May, maybe 20. <laughs> I can't remember for sure how long it had been since I was there. I, I, maybe closer to 20. I don't know. <laughs> and what I what I remembered about it was when you got to Merritt, you know, that you just head up the trail and go over a little pass and then you would just one off. It was steep down the other side. Well, that's all well and good, except for when we got up above Merritt Lake, then there were snow patches. And so yeah. the trail that we had been following pretty well you know, disappeared under snow patches. And so now I'm going on memory of, you yeah. know, what, oh, is it down that little draw or, yeah. what, you know, what, and I'm looking at a map and it's like, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, and then we, then we take a wrong turn at we one took a wrong turn. We took a wrong turn at one point and ended up way off a different trail. So we had to turn around, go back and- uh. they, they weren't very happy with me. <laughs> I kept going, well, I think it's this way. And then I think the trail that we were going on was taking us out of there yeah it was <laughs> and i was like no no this can't be it so we went back and um, we found a trail that you know went down there's actually two ways to get to lost lake one is the way that you know i remember and that's the hardest way and that's the way we went when i went there before we went down this little chute and then if you actually um, stay to the right of that there's a there's an easier way to get down there and and i had never been that way and it, so it wasn't, you know, fresh in my memory yeah. or anything. So, so I said, well, I'm pretty sure we'd go off that. So we went down that. <laughs> yeah, it was snowy and sliding. We went down that chute and we get down there about halfway down the mountain. I think 
Bobby cut his arm on a stick. He yeah. looked like he was, you know, about bleeding to death, but it was just a scratch. We come to a uh, impasse, didn't we? we? Yeah. A spot where you weren't going to go anymore. Oh no! And there was, I mean, the one place that you could have gone was a rock slide that had just a little creek running right down it from the snow melt. Like, there's no chance you're getting down it was that. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. There's logs and they were all wet and snow and, and, and it just it was almost a cliff. We just stopped there on the cliff and there was a nice flat spot like I mentioned before. Yeah, we set up our jet boil and made our lunch right yeah. there. Tyler cooked up the lunch and ate some fish and, and uh, man, it, it was awesome. I mean, you talk about pretty, I mean, that's the, I think that's the rewarding part of, you know, doing this backcountry stuff is just the scenery. Oh yeah, and like and you going to a place that hardly anyone has ever been to too, and it's yeah. just beautiful. There's just not many people go up there, and it was gorgeous. And I, I think we were the first ones up there that spring because there oh. weren't any, there weren't any tracks. Yeah, we had to have been. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing the trail break. And, yeah, you know. it's awesome being just away, like you said, away from people. It's so quiet up there. It's just it's really nice just being up there with your family or your friends or whatever. Yeah, you never know what you might see, too. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the summer, you might find yourself a good spot to uh, hunt high country bucks later on, you yeah. know. You, might, you never know what you might find. Oh, yeah, you never know. With that, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.